three, two, one. And welcome back to Hey Eintracht Frankfurt, the Bundesliga podcast covering everything there is to know in the English language about Eintracht Frankfurt, the best club in the Bundesliga, the best club in Germany, the best club in Europe, the best club in the world for that matter. But we are a little bit biased. I'm your host, Brian and Casey. You can follow me on Twitter at KCSGE. You can follow the show on Twitter that is at HEFPod. You can follow us on Instagram that's Hey Eintracht Frankfurt. Drop us an email, Frankfurt at gmail.com. Facebook.com slash HEFPod is where you can find all the latest Eintracht news and information all in one convenient location. And uh, always remember to join us on our Discord channel where we're always talking all things Eintracht every minute of the day and night. Uh, some people conversing with other people half way across the globe. It does not matter. We're always talking Eintracht there. And uh, yeah, if you haven't had a chance, this is your first time finding the podcast. Welcome, and you're all, you've only missed out on a couple, only over two hundred episodes so far. So give us a like and a review, and follow. You can follow us on all your uh, podcast platforms: Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, SoundCloud. We're here. We're there. We're everywhere. That being all said, I'm trying kind of enjoying the fact that they're on international duty so some players even took some instagram shots of them uh i think i saw kevin trapp and saint moritz so let's go to a place that is the polar opposite saint moritz the big apple itself and of course it is only matt in new york how are you doing bud snowed in after the northeaster buddy but uh you know we're just i'm sorry <laughs> nor'easter i can't believe i just said northeaster um but yeah we're struggling up here but all good in the hood <laughs> well, I mean, you're you. I would hardly say, uh, knowing uh, your neighborhood that you're living in, that you're really in the hood. Just saying, that's I think no. a little bit more in the heights, <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> I just had to make it. I just had to make it rhyme. Although the nor'easter did ruin my travel plans coming back home from a work trip, but I'm not going to get into that because I'm thinking positively here today, Brian. <laughs> Smart, smart, smart. All right, so we've had some Eintracht players on international duty, uh, which it's kind of strange because you only ha- you've had Australia, you had Morocco. Well, they're already playing in the African Cup of Nations, so that kind of takes care of that. Australia, call it Hrustic. Uh, Hrustic did not play. Um, Colombia called up Bore. Uh, Bore uh, did get the start uh, against Argentina, and that ended up being quite a big yikes moment so uh they're on the outside looking in for world cup qualification australia still looking has the inside track on japan which is funny because daichi kamada uh would normally be called up by the japanese national team and was not so it kind of wraps up our international (laughs) players uh doing international things excuse me uh Colombia is playing Argentina uh, this coming Tuesday. It was uh, their it was their uh, previous match against Peru that did not go their way. So apologies on that real quick, but uh, yeah, it's all about uh, the transfer deadline. So the January transfer window has officially shut. Matt, um, this is a time that we could have gotten the squad ready to rock and roll uh once we got back to playing bundesliga matches as we're going to be playing against stuttgart uh this weekend and yet um all the moves that eintracht has agreed upon or is to agree upon yeah outside of nauf uh is that how you pronounce his last name 
Knauf, ja. Yeah. Äh, äh, alles Knauf. Agena Knauf. Yeah. Knauf. Outside um, of Knauf, coming in on an 18-month loan deal from Dortmund, Eintracht see, has all the moves made uh, to take place uh, over the summer, during the off-season. I wish, yeah, I wish you put a little more focus on this year for the Champions League push, you know, because that would have attracted a lot more attention for us in the summer to, you know, sign someone big as well. I mean, now, you know, we have all these, like, young folks, like Kalumani, Smolich, like Ali Dooley. Like, these guys are no younger than 23, 24 years old, you know? Like, I'm pretty sure Ali Dooley is 19. Maybe he's 20, actually. I could be lying. But, you know, yeah, it just seems like, you know, I was hoping we're making moves for today. And honestly, I can see Agnar Knauf being that person. And, th- you know, the one game he played against us, you know, he, he he was pretty dangerous. He seemed fairly quick on the ball. He definitely could fit well in the style, you know, and he'd be an asset on the right side. So um, it's going to be interesting. I think he has to – I think we're going to put him in that wingback position. I think we're going to uh, bench Timmy Chandler, honestly, in that because, you know, obviously we're not going to get rid of Kamada because, you know, they listen to you, Brian. So it's um, <laughs> it's 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 going to be interesting. I just wish we did a little bit more on the defensive side of things for this year, but I guess we're just kind of you know focusing on that in the next year. Um, but yeah, that's my two cents. Well, my two bits are whilst planning for uh, the here and now uh, is ideal. I think this more says what. Uh, Croatia is more looking towards long term. So he probably thinks, hey, you know what? If we qualify for Europe, great, but we need to stick to this building plan that I have in place that I have agreed with Glasner. And hey, I'm looking, I guess that makes me look more towards the exit. So we've got two players that are going to be leaving the Eintracht at the end of summer uh, with uh, destinations unknown. Uh, Dan Costa and Ilsankar, uh, both uh, were did not get offered uh, deals. It did look like Hertha might be in for Dacosta, but that ended up uh, coming up nil. So Bullard was asking unless... for too little money, cheapo. <sighs> he gave you yeah. a goddamn DFB pokal, you bastard. And that's how you treat him. That's how you treat us. <laughs> Jesus. But like, it's interesting. I mean, with the, the whole Barkirk situation, it does kind of suck. But I mean, like, we haven't used him. He's not in Glasner's plans or anything like that. Um, but now thinking about it, I think you said it right without saying it, Brian, um, we're essentially in rebuild mode, you know, with losing, you know, all the players that we lost in the summer last year, um, and kind of making these moves in the summer kind of makes me rethink what I said earlier. So I don't know. I mean, I guess in total, you know, this whole transfer window was a 50, 50, but you know, boss the whole DaCosta thing, you know, I just thought we had to just, you know, we're cheap with that. <laughs> Very true. I mean, I look at it from the standpoint that we've got uh, two players currently on loan, uh, out on loan right now. We got Dominic Core. Uh, he's still on like another two, three years with the Eintracht in terms of his contract. Uh, Zuber has been kind of pulling up trees ever since he made his move uh, over to AK uh, Athens. Uh, I'm pretty sure at this point, if uh, that club ends up finishing in uh, one of their, you know, top three positions, you know, guaranteeing that they would ha- uh, be participating in a UEFA competition of some sort, that they will, you know, fork over the dough that will be required uh, to bring him on on a permanent basis. I just, this is just, 
me kind of spitballing considering uh, they're kind of running out of the likelihood to win uh, the Greek League. But you would assume that uh, Zuber would be bought. You kind of have to wonder, Dominic Core, are you going to be bought in the offseason? That then allows the Eintracht to kind of offload more contracts. Because I look at uh, I look at definitely Dominic Core, and I think to him, that's a contract that was made pre-pandemic that the club would probably not offer right now. Uh, he's on the higher end of earners, and just everything just was going badly, and uh, then things just weren't working out. And to me, getting him off the wage bill is going to be as key as you could possibly ask for. But hey, at least uh, for tax reasons, Eunice is gone. Yeah, thank God that little shit is gone. <laughs> but like I feel the Dominic Core situation, I agree with you. Um, it'd be nice to get him off the pay books because I, you know, we did pay quite a bit for him. Um, and then just to be lowering about, laying about and whatnot, you know, definitely nice to get him off him. Thank God Eunice is gone. And dude, Blanco, <laughs> apparently he can't get registered anymore at Barcelona. Did yeah, you hear he, about so that? It's yeah. So that's I, I could smell that from a mile away. So. Like, Barcelona, with all of the issues of their own... Fi- I mean, their own financial making, uh, it's absolutely messy. But the thing is, like, they made um, they made one signing earlier in the season. And uh, let's put it this way. Um, Barcelona doesn't have the... So, uh, La Liga has been imposing this kind of internal... Uh, sort of financial fair play kind of salary cap uh, that's in play. So they have to turn over their books, show what they brought in, and they will then basically say, okay, you can spend this much on wages. And Barcelona, they told us, like, no, unless you freaking, like, may, you know, sell somebody. And I don't, maybe Blanco will be registered now. But until now, he has not been registered, which has been just hilarious because it's like, oh, you made the move, kiddo. Um, right. Yeah, you're basically just going to train. What are you going to do? You're just going to train with, you know, and a very famous club, yes, but all you're doing is training. You're not doing any. You can participate in test matches. That's basically it that he's going to be able to do until the summer unless uh, they've made the moves to be allow for him to get registered and i haven't literally the only difference it, but still the horrible. only the only difference he's did uh by making the move to barcelona by he's speaking less german you know because he's doing the exact same shit he did at barcelona doing with us the only problem is he probably had more of a chance of us you know at least getting a substitution on the starting team rather than you know barely even playing on the barcelona b team so i mean karma question mark <laughs> yeah <laughs> Definitely put it. Uh, yeah, so mentioned uh, the only signing uh, that uh, of incoming players, unless you count uh, an Anthony Foddy uh, signed from the academy, which I'm not real. Anyone who is is you know teasing is just jerking your chain. Can um, it does seem like one that you know? Hey, maybe over the course of these eighteen months, we can find something there. He at least can offer something on the right-hand side of the pitch. Uh, we did see him briefly in the test match against Mainz. Wasn't exactly a lot going on in that match, if I'm brutally honest, as someone who did watch it from beginning to end. Um, I found it more interesting what Eintracht did. 
fun that we're kind of already moving towards uh, what happened in the test match without any uh, fan for fair for the players that are coming in. But we'll kind of briefly hit on this before we wrap up our transfer talk and then have hashtag what are we drinking. I do want to mention that the Eintracht Mainz match uh, 1-0 win. Uh, the way that we scored our one goal, basically not having our set-piece taker try and aim for the net and try and score a direct free kick goal. Us, you know, utilizing our players to the side and then putting the ball in at stupid close range and Tutu was able to put it into the back of the net. To me, that was at least a sign of, hey, you're trying something different at least. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it seems like we're getting creative, which we've been lacking, you know, especially on the offensive side of things. Um, probably not so much on the uh, set piece side of things, but um, you know, I was hoping we came off for creative, uh, more of like a play. Um, what's it call it? Um, why am I blanking on the word? Brian, help me out here. Uh, <laughs> Creativity. No, like play of game, like in the like as the game was going instead of a tactical set piece. plan, tactical adjustments. There we go. Yes, English hard. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I mean, the other kind of noteworthy things to have happen. Uh, so our, I guess he's our third string uh, uh, netminder, Graal, uh, was able to make a nice save. Um, you had him, him making him making the nice save uh, on the penalty kick, which looked like it was going to uh, mean everything was equaled. Uh, Ramaj was uh, getting the start. He had DaCosta playing the entire match. I mean, Turin played the entire match. Now, well, looked meh. Um, yeah. Yeah, he played the whole meh. match. Lentz was back, which is good, because trust me, I have felt like he's been someone that we've really been kind of missing out on. Uh, how good. Yeah, he, needed the, he needed the match fitness as well, so. Yeah. Some of the guys who just really, just really, really, really needed the match fitness and got it. And hey, the fact that we got uh, the result that we did does work for us. But for me, uh, kind of switching back to the transfers, uh, which is really uh, why we're kind of doing it at this time. Uh, Kawa Monday, uh, you mentioned a free transfer from Nantes, even though there was a thought process that we might be. Uh, spending like a tiny sum to get him here now. But I think that um, I think us waiting for the summer is probably the right thing. Cause I mean, Lambers is already not being used. Yes. But I mean, we already have a kind of, at least from the striker standpoint, it's kind of full and you would want to have a landing spot for Ahe uh, unless you want to play him out on the wing. Uh, in my opinion, does like a, Kind of where you'd want to play him. And shit, he didn't even get to play during the test match. So uh, due to injury, which Kamada technically had as well. But anyways, uh, it's a shame. He didn't even get, he wasn't tabbed up for a call up. Um, Ali Du, uh, free transfer. Smolich is, to me though, the Probably one the signing that one we that have. We needed. The, yeah, that we need. And it's just a shame that we didn't bother to fork over Maybe whatever extra million, and supposedly it's only two million euros that uh, is being paid out to bring him in. Uh, I'd like to hope that uh, maybe, maybe he would have come in like here and now because we can't 
exactly rely on our defensive depth, which really ain't there. It hasn't been there for a very long time. Our defensive performances now, I would still say, are better than under the, Ho- the Hutter era, but still, like, we didn't have the defensive depth then. Shit, we didn't have much defensive depth when uh, Kovac was our coach. And yet, yeah. it seems like we've been just kind of drifting along on fumes. And right. And it seems like who's to say that we're not going to get rid of uh, that Ndika or maybe even Tuta may not leave next year. Maybe not Tuta so much, or may possibly even Hinterrega may leave in the summer, depending how the or year even goes. Ndika. But that's what no, I mean. Like, Ndika's the most likely to leave. Like he's he's a stud. Like a lot of, he's got a lot of eyes on him. Um, because I, I, has Smolich been with the um, the Rijika or however you pronounce that team now for this whole career so far? Because I feel like that's yeah why he's, he's been playing with Rijeka the whole time. Yeah, because so. that's how it usually works. You know, the, the youngsters always <laughs> want to stay with their boyhood clubs until the end of the season. So let him mm-hmm. go. But I mean. Hey, I mean, it's going to be exciting to have him, but I think that the defensive, you know, depth issue is going to continue because, you know, like I said, Indica is a possibility of leaving in the summer. Even Hinterrega is a possibility of leaving in the summer. Haseba, Haseba can only play so many games next season, you know, who knows if he even plays like <laughs> 10 or 12. And I mean, he's ageless and stuff like that, but, you know, one bad hit, one little injury, and, you know, that's it. Yeah, that's a. Uh... Oh, you're talking about some scary things that are making me quiver. Uh, yeah, just so about it's. Oh. We need to figure but, something out on the defensive inside of things. I mean, Nick Lasola would be cool, but that that's that's we're more more likely to get messy in that sense. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, if we wait, when he's like fifty, cards, right? Yeah, if Messi's fifty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That that dude can play for freaking ever as far as I'm concerned and he will still be timeless Ugh, is what it is uh, with the transfer window a lot of other Bundesliga clubs who are combating for the European places or are going to be participating in the Europa League and Champions League knockout phases next to nobody made moves so from that standpoint the only clubs who really were making moves you know are on the very much lower uh, scale lower side of the scale I'm a little bit buoyed by that. Uh, it's That sounds a little strange, but, you know, hearing that, you know, most of the clubs were not making moves. Wolfsburg just freaking buying a crap ton of guys. But, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, like, this, this really was uh, a chance that whilst, yeah, we could have reinforced, if we had blown our load and bought, like, you know, two players – uh, that actually costs money, and then we don't even qualify for, you know, Champions League, Europa League, even the conference. Like, I mean, yeah, we would have been kicking uh, the management for kind of making the moves that they did. But the sheer fact that, you know, you look across outside of the clubs straight up battling relegation. Like, you had that infusion of money at Augsburg, which has allowed them to pick up the American for $20 million. You had um, Bielefeld buy an American and pick up uh, Gonzalo Castro, you know, on a free transfer. Uh, you look to Gladbach, and they did go out and buy a player, Marvin Friedrich from Union, um, uh, with... Uh, Augsburg, Ricardo, I'm, Pepe, 
Yeah, and uh, Hertha Berlin, like, they brought in Mark Alfa Kempf from Stuttgart. They brought in a guy from Korea and a guy from uh, the second division of France and brought in a Norwegian. I mean, these are clubs that I'm mentioning that have brought in, like, one or more guys. They're all got uh, clubs who are on the bottom end having to worry about uh, possible, you know, death door that is relegation. I mean, Wolfsburg, I mentioned them. Max Kruse from Union. I mean, and Union's like playing for, you know, Europa League spot. They bought uh, a player from Copenhagen, which, you know, you got to spend money to get a team, uh, a player from that team specifically in Denmark. And then you, they spent like 10 million, something like that, on the young American Kevin Paredes. I haven't really seen a whole yeah, lot of him, I, but I, that's one like, for the future. That's that's they, a lot of money that those clubs are that those clubs on the bottom half are spending, whilst us on the technically speaking, we're in the the still in the uh upper half at ninth. I mean, almost everyone in our position and up did very, very little in terms of uh um uh, mid-season uh reinforcements yeah i mean i don't even besides Bayern getting some chinese uh some guy from um the chinese league you know that was pretty much it on their end um and, I, uh, leverkusen buying the biggest most well-known uh iranian player. player from from uh, uh the russian premier league like from zenith city petersburg not a small club in a not a small contributor club. at that club yeah, I mean, Dortmund just signed, like, a youth player. That was pretty much it. Um, gave us Angster Knauf and that side of things. Um, and that's kind of pretty much it. I mean, I just, yeah, I mean, it's interesting. Like, I don't know whether there was a, uh, you know, certain situation, whether we were just thinking about the future and, you know, we were just going to, you know, take the holes by the balls and just let it, let us ride it and whatnot in the season. But, um it's it was definitely an interesting season you know i think covid probably had something to do with it as well um because i bet you a lot of players were probably turned off by playing in front of a empty crowd for a little bit longer um well <laughs> yeah, not true. not much longer because hopefully the next few weeks we can you know have a couple a couple thousand fans in there but um i don't know i don't know i'm just disappointed in our I don't know. I'm I'm really 50-50 on. I mean, tomorrow I could be saying, you know, yes for the future. And then, you know, come game time when we play Stuttgart, I'm like, why the fuck didn't we get Smolchich like today? <laughs> you know? So. Yeah. But hey, at least uh, from the COVID end, at least it looks like we're going to have a sizable amount of fans let in for Eintracht versus Wolfsburg on the 12th. So something for the locals to look forward to. Matt, I'm ready for talking about what we're drinking. So let's get to it, shall we? Sloop juice, baby. I keep it simple with my favorites. <laughs> never gets Hashtag, better. what are we drinking? I hope I what? get sponsored. Yeah, I think it's we're getting we're getting to the point where we're going to be needing a sponsor for this. But then we're going to have the same exact beer every time, or maybe a different product. And you know for a fact that Chris in Detroit would definitely be like, no, I gotta have something new every single time. Even if I'm getting waffled on the other end of that uh, microphone. <laughs> <laughs> the only problem is I'm the broke when I can only afford so few good beers. So, <laughs> New York's New York's pricey. What you got for us? Slip juice. I wasn't kidding. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Slip juice, baby. Super and Company, right here in New York. 
There you go. There you go. All right. Uh, I'm a little bit more on the boring side. Uh, as people will know, I do love the NHL. And there's a, a Colorado-based brewing company that I really enjoy. It's New Belgium, Fat Tire. Um, mm. Not going to lie, it's one of the most consistent beers that you can find out there on the open market and the open American market. And it's a good solid for me. So have at that so that's gonna wrap it up for segment one of hey i track frankfurt we will be back with frown corner and more so stay with Eintracht Frankfurt segment two. Matt, you know what? It's not just the men that get back to work. It's not just the Eintracht who's going to be playing against Stuttgart. It's oh, the Eintracht the Frauen. The better team. The our Frauens queens. are back. Our ladies our are ready to kick ass. Let's go, ladies. Exactly. Uh, so in case anyone's wondering where the league stood, um, so there was a makeup game uh, played this past weekend uh, between Wolfsburg and Potsdam. That ended up being Wolfsburg crushing Potsdam. And uh, yeah, we play against uh, Freiburg, so a team that definitely should be beatable for the Eintracht. This is the this is the way that the, we're currently sitting. We uh, have a four-point gap between ourselves and fourth, and to remain Potsdam in fifth. We are two points behind Hoffenheim and a grand four points behind Wolfsburg, who are in first, and Hoffenheim is in third. Uh, Byron Smackdown right in between them. What important difference between the two of them? Look, it's going to be uh, our progress in terms of going further up the table depends on how we play against all the teams that are below us in terms of being able to make that consistency. Because if you at least make sure that the teams that you uh, are beating are the teams that are below you, there's a reason why FC Bayern has won so many men's titles in the last decade. So for <laughs> me, <laughs> yeah, for, for me, uh, you got to start off right, and you got to start off strong, and you just got to start off with crushing the soul out of Freiburg. And I do believe yeah, that these players I don't will see, do it. Because I don't see Cohn really beating Hoffenheim because of Cohn's defensive woes, you know. Um, Hoffenheim definitely has a much, much, much better attack this, in the Bundesliga, you know. Of uh, Bundesliga. Um, I mean, the only team I can really see pulling up shit is... Honestly, no one. I don't think anybody's yeah. going to do anything. Bayern's <laughs> versus Sand. Bremen is versus Wolfsburg. Um, Sand... It's only got two points. And Essence, Leverkusen. Yeah. yeah, the teams that are within are within striking distance of the Eintracht Frauen are teams that are all playing against teams who they should all beat. So basically, Beats. you're going to have your haves and your have-nots. You're going to have your top six kind of do their thing. And then you're going to have the bottom six kind of just fall apart against the top six. And so for me... Got to get started off right against Freiburg because this is, to me, of this is the more even of all the matches that we do have for the Frauen Bundesliga for this weekend. And uh, yeah, 
it's time that the ladies got back to their winning ways and started crushing the opposition. Just saying, because uh, there are two matches in the Frau Bundesliga before the international break. So, you need to get started off right. I'm yeah, going you know. to and, and I'm predict the scoreline. I think it's going to be a 2-0 drubbing. I'll, I'll, think, I'll, I'll say 4 nothing. I think the ladies will come out strong, especially with their new signings. Yep. New signings, new contract extensions. Ladies are ready to rock and roll. Um, there has been some family. interesting stuff. Yeah, exactly. The Eintracht family will be getting uh, off to a great start with the front one. Uh, there has been some interesting stuff going on within uh, over the weekend. Uh, we had the draw for the quarterfinals for the DFB Pokal. Some people will say, hey, Brian, did you know that Eintracht got beaten? Just checking to see if you remembered. Yes, I have remembered that that happened. But the matchups, oh, they're so exciting to think about. you got to realize that of uh, the teams that are currently participating in European competition uh, with uh, for the Bundesliga, every single one of the five that are currently in the knockout phase, uh, well, four of the five are already are already knocked out of the competition. The lone uh, current in Europe team is Leipzig. There are three more teams from the Erste Bundesliga in Union Berlin, Bochum, and Freiburg. Freiburg and Bochum are drawn against each other, and you have to know that both of those sides will be thinking, oh, we could totally win this and be in the semifinals, and then it's just, hey, you know, 90 minutes of, you know, hold on to your bootstraps, and then you're in the final, and you never know when you're in the final anything due to chance can happen, a la 2018. You got right. Union Berlin versus St. Pauli. To me, each club has got a wonderful and interesting story. And with St. Pauli being in the promotion race for the to get to the Erste Bundesliga, that is a quite an interesting matchup. Hanover and Leipzig, I think, is kind of uh, kind of boring, uh, mostly because no, I think I Hanover can actually it. upset it. Honestly, I think Hanover, I think, uh, and I think Bochum can upset both games. I mean, not really that Bochum would be an upset against Freiburg because they're Bundesliga games, but I can see Hanover kind of pulling this out of their ass because Leipzig, be isn't, really, Leipzig isn't really that strong of a team this year, you know? And I mean, yes, you know, they're going to really want to fight for it because it's their opportunity to win a silverware this year, but uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I You know, they're... Their win, their win against Hansa Rostock wasn't too convincing for me for me to believe that you know this could be a Dave Papel call kind of team, especially not the way that they've been playing in the Bundesliga, you know, because um, I think the previous game they played against was also some like third or fourth league team, um, Bobblesback, I think they're called, um, or something like that. Bubblesburg, let's just call them Bubblesburg for shits and gigs. Um, <laughs> that but is they actually beat correct. Like yes. One nothing. So you know it's. I, I can see Hanofa pulling an upset here. I may I may even sprinkle a little bit of money on it. Hey, why not? And the other match is a second division tussle between Hamburg uh, SV and Karlsruhe SA. Um, Karlsruhe is not on the running for promotion, but they're kind of in that, hey, we're not really worried about relegation, but we can't exactly get promoted. They're in that kind of sweet spot. So they're going to look at this match as their kind of big moment of the season and for hamburg i mean they just won the derby uh, before uh, the international break against saint Pauli. right after they had the result 
beating Cologne, uh, Cologne, excuse me, in uh, penalty kicks. So, I mean, for each of those second division teams, that's a huge deal. And Union is still, uh, excuse me, uh, Hamburg is still in the running for promotion. Quite a lot of uh, exciting twists and turns for the Pokal. Make no mistake. All right. We've waffled on enough about the uh, ifs, ands, or buts. Do we have to talk, to talk about this? Oh, I don't want to. They suck. We suck. <laughs> <laughs> we suck. I had such a good time on the podcast, Brian, and then you had to lay on this on me. If it makes you feel much better, I can tell you how much as as like how bad Stuttgart's been doing of late. Yeah, but that doesn't matter on our end. <laughs> But go ahead. I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, I hinted at it in the last uh, episode of Hey, Eintracht Frankfurt, uh, the kind of run that uh, Wolfsburg and Stuttgart, Eintracht's next two opponents have been doing. Um, They're currently sitting in 17th. Uh, That kind of says it all right there. For me, I think that, and they didn't exactly, like, add a whole lot of guys. Uh, They brought in on a player, uh, on loan uh, the day before la- before the deadline, and they lost Kempf uh, to Hertha. And I I just look at Stuttgart and like they played a test match against a team uh, from uh, the Russian Premier League and won that. But they haven't done. A- I'll go back all the way to since they beat Wolfsburg on December the eleventh, a two nil victory. Stuttgart, can you guess how many goals Stuttgart has scored in competitive matches? One. They played five. None. Oh, oh man, that means they're due. That's even worse. <laughs> that means they're due, Brian. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, know that. I definitely understand I where you're coming from. I mean, here here is where I think we are going to be struggling. It's going to be an away game. We haven't really been the best, or recently haven't been the best at away matches. Um, And I really, and you know, our last three matches against Stuttgart, especially during the thriving years, have been ties, you know. We we tied them last time 1-1, shocker. Um, And we, you know, we tied them all the other times. And then, I mean, it does look like, it does seem like we are due for, I mean, obviously we're due for a win. it just, I really, it just really depends on how, what we do with the lineup and what happens on the field. I mean, because that two nothing loss to Bielefeld is just so gut wrenching, you know. Even though Bielefeld is on a hot streak right now, um, I still think, you know, we have some offensive kinks to work out, especially after the winter break. Um, clearly, we struggle coming off, coming off breaks this season, so yeah, you know, it's 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 gonna it's not gonna be an easy one against Stuttgart, no matter how bad they are, you know. I do understand, but I look at it from this standpoint. You've only had Bore and Hustic gone from the team. Basically, the coach let them have a little bit of R and R, a little bit of them time, but they've all come back ready to, you know, get back to work. We don't have like any crazy transfer that kind of wrapped everyone, like got everyone's uh, blood pressure up. I am looking at this team, and I'm thinking that a draw is possible. Uh, the player well, that I'm real, I I think a draw is what's gonna, I think a draw is what's gonna happen. And uh, this one, I think it's gonna be a nil-nil draw. Uh, to me, if nothing else, 
so long as freaking Stuttgart's uh, vice captain got, uh, what was his name? Uh, Endo. So long as Endo is not playing, if he's not on the starting 11 or even on the, the match day roster, because they've had all sorts of uh, issues with injuries and COVID, just can't, that's why they're in the position that they're in. If they come out and there is no Endo on the team, chop. Put your money on an Eintracht win, but if he is I mean, playing, uh, it's going to be a draw. And I'm guessing I'm, that, and I'm predicting right here, it's going to be a nil-nil draw between Eintracht oh. and Stuttgart. It's just not there's not there's not really all too much there. And uh, Endo is really the guy who, without him, they would be absolutely fucked right now. I mean, because. He was can, he he stood out as the player the the player when we played against them uh, all the way back in September and when they have been good he has played the entire ninety minutes and made a key contribution to the goal or in their defensive uh, structure so when things have been good for Stuttgart he is at the, at the heart of it all so I'm uh, going with a. If he's playing, I'm going with a nil-nil. I have a stat for you with your nil-nil little draw here. And, and the only reason I'm saying this is because I think you're giving your defense way too much credit here. Um, how many 0-0 draws do you think we've had since uh, 2019, Brian? Two. Three. Three? Wow. Three. We had one oh, against the right Leipzig. Now? We had one against Inter. And then we uh, had one against Augsburg. Um, oh, I lied. Four. Four. We had one against Hatta too. And I remember that because that was when we had to go to the Champions League or try to fight for the Champions League. And Hatta had a red card and had played with ten men. Uh, if you recall. <laughs> Sorry. Look, no, those don't really thing. happen. I know. But I'm just looking at this match. And this is going to be one of those rather boring ones. It's going to be what it is. I, I, I'm I, looking at Wolfsburg more excitedly the next weekend away uh, at home against Wolfsburg as more as most likely the the match that we'll finally get a win against. Mostly I, because I, Wolfsburg has been absolutely a shit show, even more of a shit sandwich than shit sandwich than uh, Stuttgart themselves. So. I think I think if we kink the lineup a little bit, you know, maybe starting Ansgar Knauf and uh, you know Christoph Lenz um, on both wings, that, that could definitely you know be a plus for us. Definitely could mix up some things for us, possibly on the creative side of things. Um, I mean, I definitely see us having a draw here, possibly like a one-one or a two-two draw with a late equalizer coming from one of the sides, either or. But I'm still going to put my money on Frankfurt winning because you know. We need a win. Like, we have to do it. Like, you know, I, I'm complaining now, but come, you know, when we play Saturday, I, you know, I'll be screaming bloody murder, be like, you know, this is, you know, we're going to win. You know, that's it. Win or, win or nothing, you know. But it's uh, I, it's it's tough. You know, we're in, a, we're in a tough situation right now with our team. 100%. Hello, everyone. This is Roman SF Bay Eagles. And here are my predictions for the game against Stuttgart. Eintracht Frankfurt versus Stuttgart. And this, of course, will be a toughie as always. Because just the minute that we think that we've got it made, that we are winning, that we are on a streak, that we leveled the playing field, ah, we're losing again. We're fucking up again. 
and we are giving away our points to the little ones. So Stuttgart is the next little one on our list. However, as you guys know, I am the optimist and I will always think we'll win and we'll have to win. And this time I'm sure again, Stuttgart, they are with their back to the wall, which is okay, which is usually good for us to lose, right? That's uh, usually what will happen. But this time I think we will turn this around. I think the team is strong, strong enough. Frankfurt will win against Stuttgart and then hopefully start our streak again, our winning streak, and hopefully with more wins, better game. I think the uh, the situation now is way different than in the beginning of the season. Um, I think the team is solid enough to perform. Uh, hopefully there won't be too many sick ones. But however, I think we're going to win this and we're going to win this big I say 3-1 win for Frankfurt against Stuttgart. And then we'll just keep on winning for a while uh, until a little one kicks us in the balls again, as always. But that is why we love Frankfurt. That is why we follow this team. And before I get my rant going on, I stay optimistic. Love y'all. Sorry for being out for a while. See you guys later. Eintracht Frankfurt. International. This year and next year. And now comes to the part of the podcast where we welcome Roman from Bad Philbo to give his Roman's rant. All about in track Frankfurt in the Bundesliga. This is Roman's rant. Let's talk football. Go, go, go. Let's hear him what he's got to say. Listen up. If you like what they say, leave a hand or comment. Five stars should be your rate. Frankfurt all over the world. East Coast, West Coast, all the heart of Europe. In track Frankfurt is the best club of the world. And they kick us from Europe to the Pacific. All across the NDC to the Rock of Ayers. Cause they got the coolest players. Microphone drop. Hi everyone, this is Roman SF Bay Eagles and welcome to Roman's Rant. Uh, what is there to rant about today or this week to rant about is not a lot, only of course the tough situation in Borussia Mönchengladbach at the moment. What can we make out of it? Good old Adi Hütter left Frankfurt because it was too stressful, too many changes in Frankfurt, the club with a new sporting director and unknown situations ahead. And then he moved to Gladbach and what is happening over there? Oh, new sporting director, new situation, and nobody knows what's going on now. Of course, we could be laughing our heads off. We could be experiencing a little bit of schadenfreude however we are not this type of fan and supporter so i feel sorry for him i think it's uh, not a good situation uh, for him for borussia mönchengladbach right now in this time of the season the situation that they're in i think it's uh, a very bad timing um, and I do not like Mönchengladbach anymore as much as I did before the move, but not even they deserved this. And obviously, I do not want them to relegate because what would the Bundesliga be like if cl uh, clubs like Borussia Mönchengladbach go down, relegate to the second league and Heidenheim comes up? So uh, let's better have make sure that they stay because that's what we need for the league. However, you know, a few more tough games until they kind of make it, barely make it, uh, that wouldn't be too bad. However, as always, uh, I think good old Ebel. He is very sick, apparently. And I can imagine, you know, if you are in this Bundesliga 
a lion's den, then of course at some point you're just tired out every year, every season, the same over and over. People leaving, people coming and not really moving forward. Uh, so they're in a little situation, different situation than we are. Uh, and maybe that helped us as well, you know, to get out of the grind by Freddy Bobic leaving Frankfurt to get new power. And maybe that is something that we also need that after a long time, after some still standing still, um, you know, a change, you know, to keep the spirit up and to keep moving and to leave the grind. And, uh, and this is what happened in Gladbach. They were totally in the grind. And, uh, um, and we were almost stepping into it. So change is good, keeps us sharp, keeps us active. So um, yeah, so let's hope that uh, good old Ebel will recover soon, uh, get back to health, and we will see more of him in the Bundesliga. I don't think he's out. Uh, kind of like Ragnik when he uh, had to take a year off. I think uh, Ebel is going to do the same, and he's going to come back probably to a club like uh, maybe even Leipzig and shit, which I would not want him to do, but I'll understand. So um, yeah, that was um, my little take on the situation right now. Now, um, it will be a tough time now because as we've heard Hertha BSC has also Friedrich has also left Hertha BSC um, so there will be some shifts some moves on the management on the sporting director uh, scale but I think they'll be taking some time for all these clubs to refill their positions and maybe we will have a new young fresh faces and you guys know that's never bad um, whenever there's a vacancy somebody will fill it Some uh, may even do steps up, some do steps down. And hopefully with Kresche, we are making a step up. But this is still to be seen. So here's my little take on the Bundesliga. Roman's rant. Thank you for listening. And never forget, stay sharp. Eintracht Frankfurt International this year and next year. If you like what they say, leave a hey and a comment Five stars should be your rate Frankfurt all over the world East coast, west coast, all the heart of Europe Microphone drop Well, that's gonna wrap it up for this episode of Hey Eintracht Frankfurt I'd like to thank Matt for joining me for this one Matt, where yep. can we find you in the social media uh, world? Twitter, you can always find me at Twitter at underscore wagma And then you can always follow us on our Instagram page at Hey Eintracht Frankfurt Alrighty, and yeah, please do. Uh, quite the interactive stuff that we got on there. Might have a few more giveaways coming down the pipeline, so let's keep on. Uh, if you have an Eintracht friend, show him or her uh, the Hey Eintracht Frankfurt Instagram uh, page, and uh, yeah, maybe you will be the person who gets a fun giveaway item. Ooh. Only special things, folks. Only special things. <laughs> Very true. All right. Uh, ways that you can get in contact with the podcast. That is uh, facebook.com slash H-E-F-Pod. Hey, I'm Jack Frankfurt on Instagram. Hey, I'm Jack Frankfurt at gmail.com for email. And, uh, of course, you can follow us uh, uh, on uh, Twitter. That is at H-E-F-Pod. So, We're both picking uh, Eintracht not to lose, so we'll see what happens at the weekend. The Frauen are also in action. Let's go, Eagles. Uh, until next time. Love. Choose. 
in track Frankfurt is the best club of the world And they kick us from Europe to the Pacific All across the NDC to the Rock of Ayers Cause they got the coolest players Microphone drop Hey, I'm Frankfurt, la 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 Hey, I'm Frankfurt, la 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 la